The LA Kings did not play their best, but it was still good enough to beat the Sabres. I'll tell you why the Kings are a different team since the last time they were embarrassed by Buffalo. Phoenix Copley just keeps on winning, and there is an alternative to Jacob Chikrin that's about to get traded. Could he be coming to LA? We'll talk about all that and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate L.A. Kings fan for the past 30 years. The L.A. Kings are now 2-0 since the All-Star break after a 5-2 win over the Sabres last night. The second period was the turning point in this game after a scoreless opening period. Forward Adrian Kempe scored his fifth straight goal. Remember, he had four straight in the game against Pittsburgh on Saturday. This one, a shorthanded goal, giving him a team-leading 27 goals on the season. We'll talk more about Kempe being red-hot at the moment. In just a bit, Arthur Kaliev scored his eighth power play goal of the season, tied for the team lead, his 10th overall. Then you had defenseman Sean Walker and Matt Roy scoring as well, and L.A. had a 4-0 lead after two periods for Walker. It was his third goal of the year for Roy, his uh, seventh goal of the season. In the third period, Victor Arvidsson added a power play goal, his 14th of the year, to make it 5-0 before Buffalo would add on a couple of goals at the end of the game. That was Plenty of offensive support for Kings goaltender Phoenix Copley, who allowed two goals on 29 shots to get the win and improved to 17-3-1 as an L.A. King this season. More on Copley coming up in a few minutes. The Kings' special teams played well in their win over Buffalo. They killed off four of the five Sabres power plays, uh, including some key kills in the first and second periods to keep Buffalo from getting any momentum in the game. Plus, L.A. scored a shorthanded goal as well. As for the power play, Kings went two for three with the man advantage. And to be honest, I didn't think their power play looked nearly as good as it has uh, in recent weeks, but it was effective. The Kings, with the win, improved to 30-18-7 and on the season and moved into second place in the Pacific Division, two points up on Seattle and Edmonton, and just one point back of Vegas for first place in the division. It is pretty remarkable how much the Kings have improved Since that last meeting against the Sabres back on December the 13th, you remember the embarrassing 6-0 loss in Buffalo when the Kings allowed six goals in the third period. Well, they are a different team since then. Of course, the next night, uh, the next game, I should say, they went to Boston, beat the top team in the league. And if you look at the Kings' record after that Sabres loss in Buffalo, that 6-0 embarrassment, the Kings had a 15-12-5 record for 35 points. That was 13th most in the NHL. Since that game, the Kings are 15-6-2 for 32 points. That is the fifth most points scored over that span in the NHL and the most by any Western Conference team over that two-month span. All the other four teams ahead of them are from the Eastern Conference. The goals scored for the Kings before and after that Buffalo game, pretty much consistent uh, before that game, or you should say after the loss in Buffalo, the Kings 
were scoring 3.39 goals per game. Since then, they're scoring 3.31 goals per game. But the goals against has much improved. Uh, the Kings were allowing 3.69 goals per game after that Sabres loss. They've allowed 2.91 per game ever since the power play. After that Buffalo loss, operating at 23.4%. Since that game, 27.6%. The penalty kill. After that game against the Sabres, was killing off 70.4% of the power plays against. Since then, 81.3%. They jumped from 28th in the league on the penalty kill after that uh, Sabres loss to 15th currently. The goal differential uh, after that Buffalo loss was minus 12. Since then, over the last two months, the Kings are a plus 11 in goal differential. I know LA Kings head coach Todd McClellan has said repeatedly that we in the media have made too much of uh, the way things have turned around since that Buffalo loss. I will have to respectfully disagree with our head coach on that one. It has been remarkable how that embarrassing loss and then the subsequent next game win over the top team in the NHL seemingly has turned the fortunes of the LA Kings around. And uh, I don't think it's uh, it's something that hasn't um, you know, been made a lot of, or I should say maybe it is something that's been made a lot of, and deservedly so. I mean, it is remarkable. Like I said, the numbers pretty much across the board uh, have improved. The record, the goal differential, the, pen- the power play, the penalty kill. Uh, the-, the offense has stayed about the same, but everything else has gotten remarkably better. And it's one of the big reasons why. Uh, the LA Kings are where they are right now and very much in the thick of things for a playoff spot. As we mentioned right now, they're in second place in the Pacific division, but it is very tight as we'll get into more in a bit and things can change on a nightly basis. That's why this time of year is so exciting. Not only is every game literally an important game for the LA Kings, uh, but every night is literally an important night for the LA Kings as far as what their opponents are doing as well, the teams that they're battling with playoff spots in the Pacific Division. So uh, every day in the NHL right now, if you're a Kings fan, uh, is something to talk about, something to be interested in. And that's that's pretty fun because there are some other teams right now who would love to be in the position the Kings are in, uh, and they are not. We got to talk more about Juice, Adrian Kempe, and I don't know, does Phoenix Copley have a nickname? The man from North Pole, Alaska? The, I don't know, the snowman? What, 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 does he have a nickname? If not, we'll have to come up with something. Uh, but I haven't heard one. But anyway... Uh, we are going to talk more specifically about how those two guys are playing of late. Uh, but I do let, need to let you know before we get into that, that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Uh, it's the midway point of the NBA season, and uh, it's the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Uh, then you can bet on everything from money line to point spreads to three-pointers made in a game. It's up to you. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet over or up to $1,000 uh, in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Before we get into Adrian Kempe and Phoenix Copley, we do have to crown a king for last night's win. It's something that 
I probably should have started at the beginning of the year, but better late than never. We've been doing it now for the last couple of weeks. Um, and if you don't know around the NHL, there are different things that players give out in the locker room to the player of that game after a win. Uh, in the past, it's been stuff like hard hats. I know I saw something, I think it was the Oilers have some sort of like a leather vest that they give out with patches on it. Uh, it can be all kinds of different things. But for the Kings, obviously, it makes sense for it to be a crown. Uh, and I think certainly the two guys we're going to focus on in just a minute, Adrian Kempe and Phoenix Copley, certainly are candidates to be crowned. Uh, but I'm going to go with Kings second line center, Philip Deneau. He had three primary assists in the win over Buffalo, two coming on the power play. And okay, one of them was when he whiffed on a shot and barely got a piece of it and it went over to Arthur Kaliev and he put it home. But uh, hey, it was still a primary assist in the scorebook. So three primary assists for Philip Deneau, a three-point night for him. And uh, we're going to give him uh, our crown for the win over the Sabres. Uh, long live the king. All right, now let's get into the man who was given the crown by me in the win over Pittsburgh. That, of course, was Adrian Kempe. Uh, scored again last night. This one shorthanded for his team-leading 27th goal of the season. He is eight away from his career high that he set last year of 35 goals. Uh, the man they call Juice is uh, second on the Kings right now, or I should say he's the second L.A. King ever to have scored seven goals in a three-game span. Uh, Tomas Sandstrom, back in the day, the only King to score eight goals in a three-game span. But uh, Kempe also becoming the third L.A. King ever to record five consecutive goals scored. Kempe is tied currently with David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins, two behind Jack Hughes of the Devils for the most goals scored in 2023. So those guys have been tearing it up since the start of the new calendar year. Uh, Hughes with 15 goals, Kempe and Pasternak each with eight, or excuse me, 13, 13 goals. Not where I got eight from. Uh, Kempe on pace for a 40-goal season. Uh, the last time the Kings had a player score 40 or more in a season was Luke Robitaille, who had 63 in the 1992-93 season. Uh, the Kings record for goals in a season, 70 by Bernie Nichols in the 1988-89 season. Obviously, uh, Adrian Kempe not going to, not going to reach any of those two marks, but still, uh, Adrian Kempe is looking great. He's obviously red hot at the moment. He had that one month in December where he was kind of off, but every every other month for, for Kempe has been solid, and he's doing it again here in the month of February. And uh, keep feeding him the puck for as long as this lasts, although he's been pretty consistently uh, hot. Maybe not quite as hot as he is right now, but he's been very, very good for the LA Kings all season long. And uh, just uh, another snipe for him. Uh, on the short coming shorthanded as well uh, for the LA King last night. Phoenix Copley just continues to win. As I mentioned, 17, three and one uh, are his win totals over the season. Uh, last night's victory over the Sabres, again, his 17th win. That's a new career high for him. Uh, he had a number of high quality saves in the win over Buffalo. None better than that three save moment he had in the second period in one sequence where he made the initial save and then the Sabres had two quick chances on the rebounds in close and uh, he turned those aside as well. Uh, he did slightly lower his goals against average to 2.74 and did slightly increase his save percentage to 903. As we know, uh, those numbers are not going to be good enough to get him in the Vesna Trophy discussion for the top goalie in the league. Um, but again, it's good enough uh, for what the Kings need and what the Kings are getting from Phoenix Copley. 
Um, but what really stands out for Phoenix Copley is the winning percentage, 773 winning percentage right now for Phoenix Copley. Only one other goalie in the NHL has a better winning percentage than Copley, and that is Linus Olmark of the Boston Bruins. Uh, he's at 788. Uh, that is some pretty damn good company for the man from North Pole, Alaska. Olmark is all pretty much all been handed the Vesna Trophy for this year because he does have the numbers as far as goals against and save percentage in addition to the wins. But again, uh, the only two goalies in the NHL right now that have a winning percentage over 700, Linus Olmark and Phoenix Copley of the LA Kings. And head coach Todd McClellan was asked after the Buffalo game if the win percentage was really all that kind of mattered. And he said, you know, look, we would love for Phoenix to have better numbers across the board. He would love, Phoenix Copley would love to have a better save percentage and a better goals against average. But in the end, ultimately, yes, it's about winning and losing. And winning percentage is the most important thing. And if you're going to ask any goalie, uh, which one of the numbers would he rather have, uh, he's going to pick the wins because he's doing his job in net. His teammates are helping him out. And in the end, that's exactly what is going on right now uh, with Phoenix Copley. Uh, no question in my mind that the Kings organization and the players, and I got to think most of the fans, believe at this point that this obviously isn't just uh, a, a goaltender who's you know sort of hot or playing over his head. I've been saying it pretty much since day one when we kind of got a feel for what Phoenix Copley was doing, um, for the numbers that he was putting up. Again, they're not out of this world, but they're good enough. They're solid that this is something that he could sustain for the entire season. I think at this point, he's definitely proven that. I don't have a lot of concerns about him, uh, as some might say, turning into a pumpkin. I heard a uh, a commentator that I know personally say that not long ago, that he thought Venus Copley was ready to turn back into a pumpkin, if you know the Cinderella story. And that has not been the case. Since then, he got his first shutout as a king. Had a solid game last night, allowing just the two goals. So, yeah, I don't see Phoenix Copley uh, really deviating from what we're seeing from him all season long. Like I said, I've said it a million times. If he were playing so far above his head, you know, that you're just like, there's no way that this could be. It's a small sample size, whatever. But, no, he's played enough for us to know what he is and what he isn't. And I think he, you know, maybe he is getting a little bit better getting more comfortable with the team in front of him, getting more comfortable that he is the number one goalie at this point. I know there has been discussion of the Kings going out and getting another goaltender. I think if they do that, it would only be an insurance policy in case something happened to Phoenix Copley because they don't want to have to turn to Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson, maybe somebody else, a veteran in net, that they could use in case of an emergency. I feel good with Phoenix Copley as the Kings' number one goalie. You know, If there's something out there that's reasonable, then maybe, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I think the Kings are comfortable with Copley. I'm comfortable with him. I think most Kings fans are at this point as well. So I think uh, the number one job for the Kings clearly is it's Phoenix Copley's. And uh, I feel I feel good about where he is and, and where the Kings can go with him in net in the playoffs. Uh, as far as the Kings upgrading, we know left-handed defense is a priority and he's not Jacob Chikrin. But there is another sought-after left-handed defenseman that apparently is on the verge of being traded. And could he be coming to L.A.? We will talk about that in just a moment. But first, I need to remind you that today's episode of Lockdown L.A. Kings also brought to you by 
our friends over at Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. As you likely already know, Arizona Coyotes left-handed defenseman Jacob Chikrin is the most coveted defenseman known to be available on the trade market ahead of the deadline. There's some talk about maybe Eric Carlson of the Sharks being moved, um, but uh, we know the Coyotes definitely are looking to trade Jacob Chikrin because they have scratched him for the last couple of games. And as we mentioned uh, on a previous show, that is usually a very good indicator that that player is about to be traded. Well, the same can now be said for Vladislav Gavrikov of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, he has been scratched from the Blue Jackets lineup tonight for trade-related reasons. That's the official uh, word of why that has happened. So it appears that he is likely on the verge of being moved as well. The Kings could be a landing spot for Gavrikov. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this player, he is, again, a left-handed defenseman, um, which the Kings are looking for. He's 27 years old. He is a defensive defenseman. He does not bring the offensive game that a player like Jacob Chikrin does. Um, he's got three goals and seven assists in 52 games this season. His current cap hit is $2.8 million. This is his fourth NHL season. Um, Gavrikov did have career highs last season in assists and points with 28 assists and 33 points playing in 80 games. He is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Uh, again, he is not as good as Jacob Chikrin, but uh, you could obviously get him for a lesser price than you're going to have to pay for a Jacob Chikrin. I had a brief discussion with Jay Forster. Uh, he is the host of Locked On Blue Jackets. He believes Columbus is looking for a first-round pick and a mid-level prospect in return. He also said to me, quite frankly, that if he were a GM of another team, he would not pay that high of a price for Gabrikov, which was interesting. I uh, appreciate his honesty on that, although he said he is hopeful uh, that the, uh, the Blue Jackets can get that asking price. Uh, I am inclined to agree with him. Uh, I think Jacob Chikrin is one thing, but I'd rather stay, frankly, with what we have uh, than make a move for a Vladislav Gavrikov. Uh, but we shall see. Um, the way the Kings defense has been playing of late, even with Sean Dursey playing on that left side, which I know um, you know could be a factor as the Kings go along and play in more important games. And I know that you would like to have, your preference is to have left-handed defensemen on the left side, right-handed defensemen on the right side. So I get it. I get, I understand it. Um, but uh, it, it always, and it is always with all of these things, it, it depends on what is the price. What is the price? What is the asking price? Um, but I would not give up a first round pick uh, and a mid-level prospect for Vladislav Gavrikov, but uh, we'll see. He is uh, likely, as far as the known defensemen that are definitely available out there on the market, a lot of people have him as a distant number two behind Jacob Chikrin. So uh, again, if anything happens as far as Chikrin or Gavrikov or the Kings making some sort of a move 
after one of our episodes has already been released, uh, we will have some instant reaction for you on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and both of those you can find at Locked On LA Kings on those two platforms. Uh, let's check out the Pacific Division standings going into Tuesday's action. And yeah, I know you could just look at your phone and do it, but I'm doing it for you. And you're welcome. Uh, they're, um, thanks to the win by the LA Kings over the Sabres, uh, the Kings have moved from fourth to second in the Pacific Division. They are one point back of Vegas for first place in the division, two points up on both Seattle and Edmonton. The Kraken are currently in third place. The Oilers are in fourth as the number one wildcard team in the West. And by the way, Calgary, who lost in overtime last night to Ottawa, picked up a point to move one point up on Colorado for the second wildcard spot in the West. So as of today, the Pacific Division has five of the eight playoff spots in the Western Conference. As for what's coming up tonight in the Pacific, only one team in action, that is Seattle. They're in Winnipeg to take on the Jets, one of the top teams in the Central Division, so a good matchup there. Um, if the Kraken win tonight and get two points, they would bump L.A. into third place. They'd take over second place again. Uh, but if the Kraken were to lose in overtime or shootout or in regulation, obviously, the Kings will remain in second place by uh, a point if Seattle loses in overtime or a shootout. If if not, then the Kings would maintain that two-point cushion on the Seattle Kraken. So let the scoreboard watching begin. Uh, I'll be tuning in to check out the Kraken and Jets a little bit later on tonight. We have a special show planned for you tomorrow. And I'd be lying if I said I'm not 100% sure logistically we're going to be able to pull it off because it's got a lot of moving parts to it. But we're planning on having a Pacific Division roundtable with me and the locked on hosts from the Golden Knights, Kraken, and the Oilers, the top four teams currently in the Pacific Division. Uh, it was my idea. So if it goes well, I get all the credit. Uh, if it doesn't go well, clearly it was all their fault. Uh, so we shall see how it goes. Hopefully we can pull it off. Everybody says that they're going to be in to try this out. Um, so it, it should be fun. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, if it goes well, then maybe it's something we do and try at another time. But uh, looking forward to. Um, seeing how this Pacific Division roundtable goes. We'll talk, obviously, about what these teams need at the trade deadline, uh, the interesting goaltending situation for all four of those teams, certainly not what we expected going into the season. Do we think all of our teams are going to make the playoffs and, and whatever else pops up? It should be fun. Uh, hopefully that goes off without a hitch. Uh, but there's uh, there's some technical issues with it uh, that need to go well, so we'll see how it goes. So hopefully... That will happen tomorrow. Also, hopefully we have a special show for you on Friday. It will be a Friday feedback coming up on the show this week. Uh, don't forget your thoughts on opinions on all things LA Kings, from Dustin Brown's special night to the way the Kings have been playing of late, trade deadline speculation, whatever's on your mind. You can send me an email, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can post your comments below as well. I will certainly check those out and we will get your feedback coming up on our Friday show. Thank you for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team that is Locked On NHL Prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for watching this edition of Locked On LA Kings, listening or watching on the YouTube channel. Uh, have yourself a great day, and as always, Go Kings Go!